0: So glad you guys are joining me today and I have friends in the studio with me. Of course, Olivia is a friend who's always joining me, my right hand lady, except today you're sitting across from me. So I don't know what, what what would you call that? My across the cross away friend? Sure. Perfect view of each other. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect view across the way. I don't know. That sounds sounds interesting, too. And Nicole is with us again. Nicole, this is such a great honor to have you in the studio. Two shows in a row. I am amazed. I know. I'm very
2: excited to be here for... (laughs) For multiple shows, I and not get, just like one quick drop
0: in. One quick yeah. drop in, and then we ha- have to call you sometimes for shows. And with that time difference, sometimes I'm feeling a little guilty calling you uh,
2: yes. <laughs> at those
0: times <laughs> with a three-hour time difference <laughs> with your living on the West Coast, of course. But today's show, I'm really excited about it because it's kind of you guys' show Nicole and Olivia show because you guys are the Millennials and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. It's really um, I guess a generational kind of look at travel and looking at the Millennials because in the travel industry, the big trend is what do the Millennials want to do? Where do they want to go? How do they want a vacation? When do they want to? How are they affording to do all of this vacationing? So all of these are questions that kind of stir around in the travel industry. And those folks like marketers and PR folks are really wanting to know the answers to this. So I'm glad you guys are in the studio and you can provide some answers. You can can do that, right? Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> you speak for all millennials.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, if we get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: hey, there's a way to email us and, and uh, check in with us. So definitely let us know if you have some some additions to some of the things that we talk about. But why don't we start off a little bit though, talking about just the generations? Because you know you hear some of these generation names tossed and bounced around like millennial, but I'm one of the boomers I'm a baby boomer which applies to people who were born between 1946 and 1954 uh, 1964 I'm sorry 1946 and 1964 and then Generation X are those people between 1965 and 1984 and then Millennials you guys is 1982 and 2004 And then Generation Z, which is the latest generation that people are focusing on, is 1996 and later. So it seems as though they do like a 20-year kind of time span there in most cases. But I don't know about you all, but I've seen different years on different platforms or different places where you're looking. So it does kind of vary a little bit, but it kind of stays within that time frame. Yeah,
2: it's kind of interesting. Depending on what website you're looking at, the the lines get a little blurry. And I guess it makes sense because, um, you know, we're we're just people <laughs> living in the world doing what we do. So I guess it makes sense that um along the edges it gets a little fuzzy. Like uh, there are some members of my team who are definitely millennials, but um, are on the older side of the millennial spectrum, and they're always like, "Oh, millennials are so ridiculous." I'm like, but "You are a millennial. Like you, you too were born." in this time frame they're like oh no sliding into
0: the generation x (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) you can't do that but you know some interesting information though uh, because we were doing a little bit of research about this we're not just kind of completely talking talking off the top of our heads is that if you're wondering why the dates seem to differ from generation to generation the center for generational kinetics has said that the generation birth years vary by geography so if you're looking internationally and just kind of looking globally, depending on things like parenting and historic things that were happening during that time, political things going on, all of those things influence really our view on life. So if you're born between a certain period of time, whether you experience that actually personally or historically really kind of determines the way you look at it and the way you kind of move about in your life. So that's one of the reasons why you can see that shift in the different dates, depending on where you're looking.
2: Yeah, I think one of the most interesting examples of that for me was, um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, uh, for 9-11, for example, and the effect that that had for millennials and kind of being the break, I guess, in the generation
0: between millennials and Mm -hmm. Gen Z, right? I, I didn't even realize that. I hadn't thought about it that way. Right, and, you know, because I know for boomers, uh, it was Kennedy's assassination. I mean, that was a pivotal thing that happened for most baby boomers. They can tell you exactly where they were when that happened. Even if they were really young, like myself, I was, you know, just, I think I may have been in first grade or maybe not quite first grade, you know, when that happened. But I still remember it because of all of the action and activities that were taking place around it. So same thing with something like September 11th uh, that could change also to people's view, whether you experience it or whether it's historical.
1: Yeah, it could influence also people's worldview to tie it back into travel. And also geography could influence, you know, whether travel is something that you prioritize or if it's something that is realistic for you, given the, you know, economic situation where you live, your upbringing, what your responsibilities are. So it's not just what year you were born or how old you are. Right. That factors into how you decide to travel or if you do decide to travel.
0: So why don't we jump into a couple of things because I have a lot of questions for you guys to answer and (laughs) to get your feedback on. Because speaking of that, when you talk about kind of that emotion and the way that you feel about things, how does emotion play into the decisions that you make about travel? Maybe the activities are versus things like uh, if you want to relax or if you want to be active or even things like price. So how does that play into things? Nicole?
2: Oh, That's a good question. Well, I think um, a lot of it when you're talking about emotion, like I know um, one of the stats that I read about millennials and even Gen X as well, the people a little older than us, um, is that we really love to travel for the experience and for um, a chance to like see other parts of the world. Whereas um, I feel like Gen Z, the new generation is more about visiting family and things like that. So I think that kind of plays into some of the emotion. It's like, are you looking to just go and treat yourself and relax Mm. and be a little more focused on you personally? Or are you going to um, sort of support family and tie into like that side of what you have going on in your life?
0: Because multi-generational travel is very, very popular. And maybe that is something that maybe Gen Z's would maybe gravitate a little bit more toward is making sure everybody comes along. Olivia, any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, and we are we have kind of looked at how millennials are finding ways to travel given a limited budget probably. And so I think we also kind of see how far can we stretch this? Okay, we've managed to pull off this flight, these accommodations. Now what else can we, you know, find on a deal while we're here and make the most of it?
0: So are you looking online to to see maybe where those deals are? Is that kind of what you do? You're going online?
1: online and probably more apps now too oh apps yeah lots of apps that's interesting
0: because I don't even think about going to an app to help make me to help me make a decision of where to go so that's very interesting so we're coming down to the end of this segment so I do have one or two more questions so what about um things like deciding on the destination do you decide the destination first or do you think about what you want to do first
2: oh that's a good question I think it kind of depends probably usually the, the destination mm. and then I find um, what I the list of things that I want to do in that place in that place you know, it's kind of like an obsession with seeing the different spots around the world and so it's like once I've picked that place like next for me I, I really want to go to Tokyo uh-huh. trying to go this spring so
1: <laughs> yeah it
2: starts with that and then into what
0: can I do on there
1: Same with you Olivia yeah, I think so. And we're finding alternate ways to kind of get in. Like if we go to Paris, we might look for a direct flight to somewhere outside of Paris, you know, stay outside of Paris. Maybe we can save money that way.
0: Uh huh. And maybe even combine other places too. So going to Paris, you can also take that train over to, to London. So you're getting the whole Europe experience as opposed to only Paris. It's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Very interesting. Now we need to take a break here. I mean, wow, I think this whole show is going to go really fast if we're basing it on this one segment. This is Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. The show today is brought to you by the Sapelo Island Beach Vacations. Check out their website at sapeloislandbeachvacations.com Now when we come back, we're going to continue talking about millennials and how they like to travel, how they make their decisions. You're on Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. Back in a moment today Talking about my generation and Just because we get around